you, you put that beer down really loudly on the table. Did I really? You did. You were just slammed it down. People I are going to hear it. Not. Oh, it's just it's going to be awful. I barely set it on the dang table. Why would you start the show up like that? <sighs> Why do you always start it up complaining about something? You always do something to make me complain, though. No, you're just a complainer. <laughs> You've reached the chaise lounge and a bunch of complainers. This is Cricket. And Vaughn is not at the table anymore because for some reason he got up and walked away and I, you probably heard him. Would you please get back over here because you were the one that wanted to do this now. Do what? The podcast. You're you're harassing me and rushing me and just, you know, I, I had stuff to do. I do not harass. I was napping and you woke me up. I don't harass. You're harassing. You're hey, harassing. I could be in there playing PUBG with my buddy that I hadn't, taught, hadn't got a chance to play with in almost a year so. <laughs> That is true. We got we got some we got some buddies that we hadn't had a chance to play with, and that's he, awesome. He's back online after being away for about a year, and so I'm a little taking antsy. A, yeah, taking advantage of that. Yeah. So okay, give me an hour, and then you can go back to your game. We say that, but it never lasts an hour. Well, it, the today it may actually last an hour because we don't have our third co-host. Yeah. Because JP, I, he, he's napping. JP fell asleep while we were watching Loki, and I guess the kid has just... Because when, when they're not in school, their sleep schedule is just all over the place. They just fall asleep where they are. Yeah. And they sleep as long as they need to sleep. What was and bad is up. that he was sitting there talking, and the next thing you know, he's asleep. I know. I know. He's like, this show's really confusing, and all of a sudden... Like, he made it all almost all the way to the end of the show, though. Which we just watched Lo- uh, Loki, uh, the second episode of Loki... And I have thoughts, and I really don't want to spoil it for anybody, but y'all. That's a good show. It is a really good show. I See, the thing is, I think I know what's, what's about to happen, but then again, if it happens the way I think it's going to happen, that's really predictable, and why would they do it that way? <coughs> oh, just gotta... Loki, Loki is, is the... Wait and see where they take it. He's the god of mischief. He is chaos in a bottle. He is. This is the this is the Loki from 2012 that sat on the cliff and watched Iron Man and Thor go at each other and, and laughed. This is the this is that Loki, and that Loki is just meddling in stuff. And I think the whole reason they made the whole Loki movie. Because people probably threaten to fucking boycott Marvel because they killed him off. Yeah. <laughs> he was everybody's favorite character and yeah. you killed him off. But but see, that was unexpected. And it, and it was a it was a beautiful thing to happen. And and congrats to Tom Hiddleston for managing to go around and do all the tours and all the press for a year before that movie came out and he was in it for a grand total of ten minutes. Because I know when but, we and watched he didn't it the first slip time and that happened, we were like <gasps> Like, no But the, the the Loki TV show is is just amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Luke Owens or uh, <coughs> Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah, because um, Luke Wilson is is the dark haired one. So this is Owen. This is the blonde one. Uh, he plays Mobius in Loki, and I never thought that Owen Wilson would be that com- compelling as a character. He he's he's always kind of a character actor. He's not. He's kind of typecast. Yeah, he's a little bit typecast. He's all right, and I'm watching this show, and I'm going, okay. You're doing all right. You're doing all right. I like it. I like this different character that you've that you've created for the Loki series. 
He's, he's got more range than I thought he would have. It's very good. But just, okay, so I'm going to, if you want to know my prediction for what's going to happen, keep listening. But if you don't want spoilers for the first and second episode of Loki, turn this off or fast forward 30 seconds. Okay. Starting Starting now. now. So, the I think what's going to happen, based on what I've seen, Loki has just created an infinite number of timelines coming off of the main time stream. Each individual timeline that's coming off of the time stream has its own Loki in it. I think he is amassing an army of Lokis. To do something, well, I say he, that's another spoiler. She is amassing an army of Lokis. Yeah. I think that's what's going on. Okay, you can start listening again. <laughs> that wasn't 30 seconds, but... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, so um, I, we've talked about Loki, so what else are we going to talk about today? Today's Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Uh, our first... National, not national holiday, it's a federal holiday. Mm-hmm. Our first added federal holiday in almost 40 years. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing they added it. It was about time. Explain to people who may not know what Juneteenth is, explain uh, explain what it is. Well, what's bad though is like a lot of the black people that I knew growing up, growing up, refused to celebrate Juneteenth. Because mm-hmm. they said they felt stupid doing it. Because the Emancipation Proclamation that was signed by Lincoln, it was two and a half years before the last of the slaves were, were freed around Galveston. Mm-hmm. And that's, it was on June 19th. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, of 1867, uh, I guess. But they were like, yeah, I mean, we were celebrating that they were finally freed, but... It took us two and a half years to realize that everybody else was free. Well, it wasn't the slaves that didn't realize they were free. It was the white people taking their sweet-ass time telling the slaves that they were yeah, free. Yeah, but they just didn't know. Yeah, Nobody it, told them. And finally, it was a Union... Uh, I don't know if it was... A, it was a Union Army. Yeah, uh, it was... I don't know if it was a fallen Union Army, but it was... It was an Army union, officer. Yeah, it was a Union troop. Yeah. That showed up and, like, basically... Um, why y'all still got slaves? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they got released. So, yeah. and I, I know it's a big deal and it's a hugely important thing, but like I said, 90% of the guys that I grew up around, mm-hmm. their families refused to celebrate that day. Well, I, I can I can respect that view of it. Um, but I've, I've seen a lot of people on, and on Facebook and in my timeline and, and in other places are really excited that it's finally being recognized. You know, this oh, is, yeah, definitely. This is, I mean, and, and some of those guys, they're like that now, too. You know, it's, it's good that it's finally out there. And it's and, and we, we cannot do to this holiday what we have tried to do to other holidays. This is not a POC holiday. This is not a person of color holiday. This is a black holiday, and it needs to stay that way. And what is it? Is it uh, Mississippi or Alabama? One of the two states. Uh it's still not going to recognize it. That's does not surprising. Well, they're they're going to recognize it, but it's not a holiday on its own. 
um, they're going to celebrate Juneteenth on the same day as Robert E. Lee Day. Oh. And it's either Mississippi or Alabama. I can't remember. You can't see what I'm doing, but I'm making a jerk-off motion. I heard that. I heard about that. And I was like, oh my gosh. White people got to butt their noses into everything. Yeah. And I say that as a white people. Um, but, uh, what was, what else was I, I'm, this is, this is not even hit yet. I'm already forgetting things. <laughs> You're drinking your beer. I'm at. I'm I'm using my vape pen, so um, we'll see when this starts hitting. What was I going to tell you about Juneteenth? It was something important. I don't know. If you'd have told me, I could have told you what it was, then you could have told me again. That's true. This is terrible. I'll probably remember it later. We may have to mosey on back to Juneteenth later on. You'll wake up halfway in the middle of the night. Oh, that's what it was. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's usually how we work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um... Let's see, Juneteenth is a federal holiday. Uh, I need to ask about Even though there were 17 white male Republicans and... 14. 14. 14. White male Republicans in the House that voted against it. Yes. Because God forbid, God forbid, that there be a holiday commemorating the official end of slavery. Yeah. Or the final end of slavery. uh, Critical race theory. Um... That's another thing I wanted to bring up that kind of dovetails a little bit with with Juneteenth. You know what critical race theory is, right? Okay, so there are, is it 27 states that are trying to make it illegal to teach critical race theory? Mm -hmm. So basically, you'll have Juneteenth the holiday, but in these 27 states, you won't be able to teach kids why it's a holiday. Because critical race theory is about teaching children in school the... The ugly parts of our country's history. Well, that's just like the whole deal that was it was earlier this month with the uh, it was the hundred year anniversary of the massacre in Oklahoma. The Tulsa, yeah, the Tulsa the race Tulsa. riot, yeah. That I learned about that when they talked about it on the radio. I learned about it a few years ago. I had never heard of the Tulsa massacre. It happened. And there was still, there's still a lady that was alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like a hundred and. I don't know how old she was, but she was like seven years old when it happened. There is nothing that white people hate more than black people that are doing well for themselves. And in Tulsa, there was a huge community of black people who were affluent, who were influential, who had their it, it, own it community. Called, it was called Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Siri, I mean, just, just this, this beautiful community of black people who who had their own newspapers and their own grocery stores. And yeah, it was segregated, but it was doing very, very well. And white people got in there, started causing trouble, whipping rocks at people. And then when black people retaliated, they basically sent in carpet bombers and destroyed Tulsa. But not military carpet not bombers. Not military carpet These bombers. These were private planes that were basically dropping Molotovs. Yeah, they were they were um, they were um, crop dusters. Yeah, and they were flying them over the that part of the city and dropping firebombs on it. And you should see the headlines of how the newspapers reported. Oh, that's what I was about to talk about. They, they Two, talked about four the, whites dead. In, in, in race riot. Yeah, in race riot. But not talking about all the black people that died. Yeah. Not talking about all of the, the black wealth that was ripped from these people. 
You know, that is, that is, that's horrible because people, okay, so generational poverty is a thing. Generational right. wealth is a thing because people inherit wealth. People also inherit poverty. And what we have done as a nation to black people is cause them to get stuck in this cycle of generational wealth, uh, generational poverty, poverty, and then we blame them for it. We have stolen their wealth. We stole it from them. And then blame them for being in the situation they're in. Well, you could just do better if you tried a little harder. Bitch, this country was built oh, and by see, black people. And they were talking about the lady, they call her like their grandmother of the movement to get Juneteenth recognized as a holiday. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll listen to Fox News and I'll listen to MSNBC. I'll go back and forth. Right. I love doing that. Well, it caught me off guard because it kind of hits kind of close to home uh, in Rachel Maddow's show the other night. Her first two words were Marshall, Texas. (gasps) Oh, I heard that. I was listening to that. I went, what? (laughs) Oh. And it was that, that's where that lady was born. And then when they, she was like 12 years old or 7 or 12, I can't remember, they moved to Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Or they were 7 years. She was 7 when they moved. Or it was right around 12 years old when they moved. They weren't in this neighborhood for very long. And then it wasn't too long after they moved in that the white people like basically ran them out. Mm-hmm. And started. Was, it, was it that the situation where he, he, was a, he was a reasonably affluent black man and he moved into a white neighborhood? Mm-hmm. And, and the realtor sold them the house in the white neighborhood, said it would be fine. Yeah. And then they, white people showed up at his house in the middle of the night and ran him and his wife out. And their kids. And their kids. Yeah, just ran them all out. I, Started grabbing their took, furniture took their and house. throwing it in the road and yeah. burning it. Yeah. Uh, why are white people? Just, why are white people? White people are like that because their parents taught them to be that way. Yeah. Honestly, and I was having a, I had a long conversation with JP last night. He he came, he comes in and he talks to me sometimes, and I and I it just it warms my heart so much as a mother that my son actually wants to come and talk to me. So I just I you know take advantage of it while I can. But we had a talk about that stuff, and he was having trouble dealing with people saying things like men are trash, you know, men are worthless, stuff like that. And I had to, I kind of tried to show him in a small way that people are saying that to him, about him, about his friends, because they're coming from a place of hurt. And white men in America have a responsibility to everybody to shut down the kind of crap that runs black people out of white neighborhoods. It is your job as a white man in America to use your power and privilege and authority as a white man in America to stop crap when you see it. And that may have scared him more than anything we've ever talked about, but I was trying to impress upon him that he has a responsibility as as a man in America to stand up against injustices. Like I, I remember telling you when I was on, still driving OTR, I was at a truck stop one day and this other older white guy sat down next to me in the restaurant and started talking and he was a little racist piece of shit mm-hmm. and started talking to me like I was racist and I finally I told him, look dude, don't talk like that around me and he looked at me like I was crazy. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, just because I'm a, a middle-aged white male, bald and a beard with tattoos, doesn't mean I'm a racist. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean I want to hear you spouting your racist crap around me. Right. Pe- people do that to me, too. They try to bring me into their bigotry because I happen to be white. And I'm in customer service. I can't just say, excuse you, that's inappropriate and I don't want it around me. I have to... I have to come up with other ways to, to say things like that, to shut people up. But it was this little old lady that was that was in there getting a getting a car from me uh, when I still worked at our at our home ranch and was talking about one of the, the black guys that worked in the back. So, uh, no, 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 no. I knew one of the black guys that worked in the back, thought he was just the greatest guy in the world, and then proceeded to tell me that the reason she didn't work in the same town that we were in was because there was too many blacks there. Yeah. She worked in another town because that way there weren't as many blacks there. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? I mean, mean, like, seriously, like, what is wrong with you? And and do not bring me into your racism, ma'am, because... And it just that's what no. the, that's the aggravating part because people just assume it's okay to talk like that around you. Yeah, and and the reason that they think it's okay to talk like that around you is because not enough people have stood up and said, "Excuse me, that is not appropriate, and I will not tolerate that around me. I won't." And oh, I remember what I was going to tell you about Juneteenth. It came back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Civil War lasted what four years? Five years? Five years. So the Confederacy was a thing for five years. Gay marriage has now lasted longer than the Confederacy. (laughs) So your stars and bars is not about your heritage because that is literally five years of your history. What you are idolizing is not the five years that that flag was flying. You're idolizing all the crap that came before it. You're idolizing the slavery. You're idolizing... The, the the removal of wealth, you're idolizing the, the horrible conditions, all because in that situation you would have been a white plantation owner with your own slaves. That's what you're idolizing. And the way you compared that made me think, too. Um, I thought it was cool because uh, we were playing the Call of Duty game the other day. Uh-huh. And you can choose, like, these calling cards that when somebody looks, over, looks at your name, it's a, like a little picture or something that you choose to rep- to show. Like, some of them are, like, different skulls and, like, mm. a three-headed monster for getting so many triple kills and stuff like that. And I was just, it had a little, it has little green dots anytime something new shows up. And I was like, and the green dots annoy the crap out of me, so I have to go through and clear them all out. Right. <laughs> and I had some on calling cards, and I went through, and they had, like, 15 different pride flags that you could choose as your calling card. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, um, I... My mother, we fly, we fly a pride flag out in front of our house. And my mother, who is a very conservative, very Republican, and very, very, very Christian, wanted to know why we had it out there. And I did not tell her it is because we have people in this house who are part of that community. You should have just lied to I her. Should, why? I mean, just the way things have gone anyway, you should have just told her, oh, that's because Vaughn's, you know, he, he, has, he, he bats for both teams. <laughs> They, my my parents said they don't that, like me anyway. Might as well just. You know what annoys me is that they used to, and it's my it. it's my sister that's poisoned them against you. Well, I know because they because she knew how they thought about her husband for so mm-hmm. long. Yeah, my my sister's husband is an 
absolute dumbass. Douchebag from hell. Yeah, and he and Vaughn don't like each other. And when I started dating Vaughn, my parents loved Vaughn. Well, they did not love my sister's husband when she started dating him at all. No. But they loved Vaughn. And that has always irked my sister that my parents were fully behind me and Vaughn getting together, but almost boycotted her wedding. Like, I made them go to her wedding. They didn't want to go. Yeah. And I told them that they would regret it forever if they didn't go. But they were helping me plan my wedding, you know, fully involved. My dad gave me away and did the ceremony. And your mom helped me figure out uh, the proposal. Yeah. So <laughs> At Christmas in front of your sister and your brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> that, that may be another reason why they're so mad. Because <laughs> I remember the was look their on house. their face. <laughs> oh, my brother-in-law was pissed. He was pissed. But, uh, but yeah. Because uh, I can my, still remember like when I went to go hand you that gift. Uh, every time we'd hand you a gift, your mom would look at me and, and kind of mouth the words, Is that the one? <laughs> Is that the gift? I was like, no. And I, you know, I hadn't finally grabbed one, and she's like, "Is that it?" I'm like, "Yes." And she went, and, she, and her face just lit up. She was so, <laughs> she was so ready for it. Yeah, because Vaughn proposed on Christmas Christmas, Christmas Day, um, in 2006 Six. at my sister's house during a Christmas party. It was great. I opened a candle, and there was a ring sitting in it. No. Yeah. It was taped to a, it was oh, a string, uh, yeah, and you lifted right. the lid off the candle. Because you opened it up, you're like, oh, okay, it's a candle. And your mom was like... <laughs> it's like, open the lid, open the lid. She's like, smell it. You're like, why do I want to smell it? Just smell the candle. <laughs> and when you lifted the lid, there there was the ring hanging from there. That was a, that was a cool proposal. I like that. But, um, but yeah, my, my, my sister's been pissed ever since. And uh, she has been spending the last 14 years poisoning my parents against Vaughn. And it finally took hold about uh, 2017 or so, about 2017. Uh, it finally took hold, and my parents and Vaughn don't get along, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. It's like I've already told you, Thanksgiving comes around, Christmas comes around. If you decide you want to go to your parents' house or there, I'm, I'm not going. Well, I will not go. It's going to be a little more difficult it's to participate. It's going to be harder to go now. <laughs> in uh, family events at uh, holidays, we're going to have to make special trips and uh, take time off work because, guys, guess what? We are moving six hours northeast from here. Can we tell them what city we're going to? <laughs> yeah, we're moving to Little Rock. We're moving to Little Rock, Arkansas because I got promoted. <laughs> you remember a couple of weeks ago when I was so devastated because I got turned down from the job and there was like a whole big thing and... I'm not going to go into exactly what happened um, in the subsequent nights after I was turned down for that job that I really, really, really wanted that I was the only qualified person to get. Not going to go into that because it was bad. Right. Two weeks later, almost to the day, they call me and say, hey, congratulations. You just got a job in Little Rock. Making more money. More responsibility. And more room for advancement. More room for advancement. I'm going to be a fleet supervisor. I will be over an entire fleet of cars, scheduling, routing, coordination, uh, over three brands of rental car. Not just one brand. And how big brands. is that fleet? <laughs> 
So that fleet is 900 cars. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of blows I've never seen 900 cars before. Now, I won't have 900 cars that I'm going to have in a parking lot. That's not what that means. No. There's fi- there's 900 cars in the fleet and say half of them are being used at any one time or more. Because you want to use as much of your fleet as possible because if it's on the road, it's making you money. If it's sitting in a parking lot, it's costing you money. So when they say at these car companies, we want you to run tight, that means, dear consumer, listener, if you make a reservation at a car rental company and try to go get it the same day that you made the reservation, you're probably not going to get a car. Because if I've got, like right now, the, 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 uh, the location that I'm at has 118 cars in the fleet. I want all 118 of them on the road because then I'm making money. That, that means I'm at 100% occupancy. Now, it is impossible to be at 100% occupancy. That just doesn't happen because you've got cars that are in the shop that are being repaired, and that counts against your occupancy. Um, you've got cars that are just sitting on your books for various reasons, but you want to be using as many as you possibly can. They want you to be at 93% occupancy every single day that you're running, which means in a 118-car fleet, that is four cars that I have available to rent. At 93%? 93%. Well, no, because that's not right. Your math is wrong. Because if you had 100 cars. cars and you needed 90% of them done, that would be, or 93, that would give you seven cars. Okay, so seven cars. At, a, at, at 100 so, so, so it would be like maybe nine cars. Eight or nine cars. Okay, so nine cars. Well, my math was a little wrong. I'm thinking cars I have to rent plus shop cars is... But that... Yeah. I, I'm, I'm using lingo. I apologize you for said you guys. that, I was like... <laughs> well, math is hard, okay? <laughs> math is hard. Uh, so you want to have as many cars on the road as possible at, at all times so that you're constantly making money. So guys, when you book... A car at a car rental place just please be aware there's a decent chance you won't get it just try to be there early try to be there on a Monday or a Friday because those are the best times that you can Monday mornings and Friday afternoons are the two best times to get a rental car if you need one so just keep that in mind but I'm moving we are moving to Little Rock just as soon as we can find Vaughn a job up there and here's the thing Vaughn you got to pay attention to this you got to help me tell the story because I always pay attention. (laughs) I don't know when I'm starting this new job. I was told on Wednesday that I had gotten the job. And since then, we've been kind of worrying about, okay, we've got to find some place to live. We've got to get everything packed up. We've got to figure out the living situations and all this stuff. I was planning on going up to Little Rock, you know, taking time off work on Tuesday and Wednesday, going up to Little Rock, finding us a place to live, hopefully, and then seeing what the timeline is for getting moved into that place to live, getting out of the family up there. It's just, it's a process. So we're thinking, you know, weeks before I can actually start this job in Little Rock. They called me yesterday and said, hey, we don't want to rush you, but is there any chance you could be up here next week and start your job? And I was like, whoa. Well, they kind of told you, and you told them you're going to be up there Tuesday and Wednesday looking for a house. Like, oh, okay, we'll spend Tuesday and Wednesday finding you a place to live, and then start, just start up here on Thursday. Yeah. 
And she told me that, and I was like, no. <laughs> Not happening. No. Uh-uh. They're willing, I mean, and the thing is, they're willing to put me up in a hotel for as long as I need. I mean, it's it's hard to turn down, but but I've, I've got to turn it down. Like, I, I need, yeah. and, I, and I talked with my new boss, and I said, look, I said, this is what they're asking me to do. They're asking me to start next week. I don't think that's feasible. What are your thoughts? And he said, well, to be honest, they didn't ask me when I needed you to start. He said, I'd love for you to start next week. He said, but that's not possible. That's not possible. He said, I've made a move like what you're making. You need time. He said, the job will be here when you get here. Just get here as soon as you can. And he also assured me that once I get up there and once we start moving the family, because this is going to come in stages, because we... The, 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 the main thing that we have to worry about is finding Vaughn a job in Little Rock. As soon as that happens, this is going to ha- all happen very quickly as far as getting the whole family moved up there. Yeah, I hadn't told my boss yet I was leaving. <laughs> yeah. So if he listens to this podcast, sorry. Yeah, he's, he's not going to. But. Because th- when we thought we were leaving once before, and he was kind of like, well, I just ordered. He came and told me the next day he just ordered some new chains. I'm like, why are you telling me you ordered chains? He said, because whenever it comes a day when you're trying to leave, I'm going to chain your ass up and not let you go. <laughs> and then when I told him we weren't leaving, he was just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> he was very relieved. Yes, he was. Oh, that went down. So that... he's not going to be, he's going to be all sad again. I'm so sorry, listeners. Considering we just lost one of our other drivers that went back to live hall. And so... Oh, that vape hits hard sometimes. Of course, there was, you know, the one we went lost back to Live Hall was, I think he caused more problems than what he did anyway. Yeah. Well, so sometimes times it's good to lose the, the weight. Hitting the wrong houses at the farms and doing all kinds of shit and, I don't know. He's not going to be, he's not going to be greatly missed. Well, it's nice when you can trim the fat. Or when the fat trims itself, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I, I don't blame him for wanting to go back because the whole reason he came to the feed mill side, he'd been on a waiting list for a year. To come to the feed mill? To come to first shift. Oh, to come to first shift. Okay. And they said, and when they transferred to feed mill, that's where he t- they told him he was going. And then they stuck him on second. And they stuck him on second shift and left him there. Yeah, that's not cool. No, that's not cool. Um, hey, I found out something today. Did you know? If you hold a crab up to your ear, you can hear what it sounds like when a crab attacks you. Is there a joke following that? Yes, that was the joke. Oh, that was the joke. Oh, <laughs> sorry, that was not funny. You can kiss my butt, okay? That was <laughs> funny. That was hilarious. Wasn't as good as the peach cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> that was still funny. All right, listeners, you're going to have to weigh in. Was my crab joke funny? Yeah. It was funny. <laughs> um, did you know that Bruce Lee had a vegan brother? <laughs> I'm trying to think of where this is going. <laughs> I know this is some stupid joke that you got, and I'm trying to think of what... what could... Yeah. Damn it, I can't think of what it's going to be. Bruce Lee's vegan brother. Mm-hmm. Broccoli. Broccoli. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Broccoli. 
<sighs> and I'm married to this woman. <laughs> For 14 years, baby. Yep. <laughs> hey, so it's still Pride Month, so I want to talk about it uh, just just a second. Um, uh, you know, we okay, occasionally we like eating at Chick-fil-A. I'm just going to say it. It makes us terrible people. Because Chick-fil-A supports a lot of really I haven't really eaten Chick-fil-A in since you have said you didn't want us eating there anymore. So I quit going. I've gone twice since then. And then you've gone. I'm like, well, what the hell? I know. Why can't I go get some God chicken? You can, you can go get some God chicken. The secret to God chicken, though, is that they, they um, marinate pickle, pickle juice. Um, that's what makes it so good. And there's a little bit of sugar in the batter. Uh, but anyway, so if you want to eat at Chick-fil-A... And this goes for anybody that's listening or, or anybody out there in the world that wants to eat at Chick-fil-A, but still keep your cred as a liberal, as a good person, as a whatever you want to call yourself. You still want to keep that credit and make sure that you're being a good person while still eating the chicken nuggets that have been blessed by the hand of the Lord. Go ahead and pay reparations to your LGBT neighbors. Find the nearest gay and cash app them Ten bucks every time you go to Chick Fil A. <laughs> then you can be a good person while still eating Chick Fil A. Just pay some reparations. I got you. It's all right. It's like indulgences. Just pay for in for a gay indulgence, and then you can go eat your god chicken. <laughs> oh, and also real quick. Uh... Happy Father's Day to any, any guys out there with the kiddos. Yes, Happy Father's Day. That's tomorrow. Yes. What are we? What are you planning on doing for Father's Day? What are we going to do for you for Father's Day? That's not something I'm supposed to figure out. I didn't know what you wanted. I can't read your mind. Well, see, that's the thing because I remember a conversation we had a few months ago was that you were... <clears throat> I'm trying to listen more. And the only thing that you've the and only thing listened, that you've said is that you wanted a clean house for Father's Day, and it's your fault that you cleaned it today because I was at work and I would have cleaned it when I got home, but you cleaned it before I got here, so that, that's on you. I still have a clean house for Father's Day. That's true. You do have a clean house for Father's Day. Although I got to remop the kitchen after bringing Dante in here and feeding him. I cooked salmon patties today, and so when you cook salmon patties, you have to clean the salmon. I, well, okay, so it, it's salmon in a can. I'm not. I'm not talking about like cleaning a fish, and you know, it's salmon in a can. But when you dump it out of the can, there's a, a, the the skin is still in it, and and you know you have to you have to take the juice and get rid of the juice and all this other stuff. So when I was cleaning the salmon and getting rid of the juice, I always put the juice in the in the salmon skin in a bowl, and I let one of the dogs have it. So Vaughn went and got a dog bowl and got some dog food and I pour or and poured the, the salmon stuff all over it and then put some uh, sardines, sardines sardines on top of it and uh, then brought Dante inside. Dante is the dog that's been kind of struggling. He's, he's the old man. But brought him inside and gave him a little treat. He had some salmon as a treat. He didn't finish it. I think it was too rich for him. Yeah. I think it was just too much. He kept fish. going back for it, and then he would walk away, and he'd go back for it, and he was like dripping salmon juice all over the floor. It's like, damn it! So when he finally got tired of eating, then we took him outside and brought the mastiff in, and he finished it off. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, ooh, 
and he would did not want to go back outside. No, he did not. Luckily, we luckily out. we have like the the hardwood type floors, and they're slick, and he couldn't have any grip. Because <laughs> if that had been carpet, he he wouldn't have gone anywhere. He wouldn't have gone anywhere because the only reason he moves because his feet were sliding on the floor. Mm-hmm. And it was that, still everything I could do to pull that little bastard. Well, that big bastard. That dog weighs every bit of one hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, and he's not. And when he decides he's not moving. He's not moving. And he's not full grown yet. He's not full grown yet. He's still skinny. But he weighs every bit of 120 pounds. Yeah. We went on a walk with him when he was still a puppy. And he just laid down in the middle of the street and wouldn't move. Yeah, he's like, no, screw this. He's like, no, I'm not going. And we couldn't make him move. No matter what we did, we could. We had to go back home. He went. He, he walked with us when we walked back home. But he was not going any further than yeah. where we had gone. He's like, no, we're going the wrong way. <laughs> I know I got to walk all the way back. I ain't doing this no more. <laughs> um, but if back on what I was saying, if you were really listening, uh-huh. you'd know several things that I've been asking for. Well, enlighten, for a while. enlighten me. Oh no! Mm-mm. Don't be passive aggressive and then get no. mad at me. Uh-uh. It's not important enough for you to listen the first time. Oh my gosh, we don't have that kind of marriage. Either talk to me or get mad. <laughs> well, we really can't do anything this week anyway because Vaughn had a shitty check this week for missing two days last week. Well, that 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 wasn't your fault though. We had we had an incident at the house and uh, it caused Vaughn to miss a couple of days of work. Um, <laughs> by God, I busted ass and made up for it. Next week's yeah. check's gonna be fat. <laughs> next next week, we will have to take you out next week and and do the things that you want to do. Um, so Father's Day is gonna be a week delayed, but we I don't think we ever celebrate holidays when they're supposed to be celebrated in this fam- in this family. Probably not. It's always because we had a crappy check the week before, or something came up at work, or something always happens, and and we're never able to celebrate it on the day. We always get around to celebrating it eventually. Um, oh, one more thing about Loki. <clears throat> I mentioned this to you earlier. But the TVA, right? Magic doesn't work at the TVA. Because they're over the whole timeline, the sacred timeline and all this other stuff. If that were true... Which is why Infinity Stones are just shh. pebbles. Yes. Um, Paperweights. Sorry about that spoiler, if you haven't seen the first episode of Loki. <laughs> but... <clears throat> Loki's a frost giant. He was adopted by Odin and raised as an Asgardian, but he is an adopted Asgardian. He wasn't adopted. He was taken. Whatever. Stolen. He was stolen. But he was he was raised as an Asgardian, but he he himself is a frost giant. Frost giants are blue. And their skin is blue. And remember when he was a baby, he used his glamour magic to appear to be an Asgardian. Right. Because that's what that's what he saw around him, so he appeared that way. If magic did not work at the TVA, Loki would be blue and a frost giant, because he is constantly using glamour magic to appear to be Loki. So that's my thought on Loki for the day. Well, this isn't a spoiler, but I did like when he uses magic a little bit on this last episode, and they were like stuck out in the rain. And they walk in this building, and all of a sudden he uses this magic to get like dry clothes on. And this one lady's like, "What was that?" He's like, "Me using magic to dry my clothes, so I'm not squeaking with every step like you imbeciles." (laughs) (laughs) 
we we don't ever get to see the casual magic of Loki. We always see magic being done to Loki, but we don't ever really see him wielding magic. But he's a magical being. He is the god of mischief. He teleported, uh, not teleported, but he uh, telekinetically grabbed something in this episode. Something was on a shelf and it flew to his hand. We've never yeah. seen him do that before. Well, like that guy was beating him up and he's like, why am I letting him do, treat me like this? <laughs> <laughs> and started fighting back. <laughs> um, okay, so Jeff Bezos is going to space. And there is a petition to not allow him back into... <laughs> Not not allow him back into the atmosphere. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not saying I want anybody to die. That would be awful. And it would be on TV where everybody would be watching it live and he would just die. But seriously, would that not be the most ironic and hilarious thing possible if it exploded on re-entry? And he just... No, it would not be hilarious. That's a no, it would not, thing to say. It would not be hilarious. But it would be... A little ironic, a little... Why don't they just send him off to let him go see the space station and then not have a way to get him back? Yeah, oops, we didn't have enough seats. We could do that. But the fact that Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are both looking for ways to leave the atmosphere kind of worries me a little bit. They're both trying to terraform Mars or some shit. Yeah. But, okay, so this Jeff Bezos thing... I found out the the spacecraft that he's going to be in is not actually going, quote, to space. It is going into the lower atmosphere, or the upper atmosphere, where kind of on the edge of space, 62 miles up. Doesn't sound like much, does it? But that's all, that's as as far up as he's going, is 62 miles. Uh, The International Space Station is like 200 miles above the Earth. So he's only going like 62 miles above Earth, and then coming right back. So... What that amounts to is he has made a ride to space. And I have a feeling they're going to continue. If this is a successful journey to space, he's going to turn it into a ride. And people are going to eventually be able to pay 60 bucks and go to the upper atmosphere. Yeah. It's just going to be a ride that you get on, like like at Disneyland. And they're just going to have shuttles all day that take you to space. Right. But this podcast I was listening to was talking about this this effect uh, or this uh, this thing that happens to astronauts when they get above the atmosphere and they're looking at Earth because you lose all concept of states and countries and differences and, and stuff. When you're seeing the Earth, the whole thing, it does something to your brain. I can't even imagine what that would be like. Yeah. That would freak me the hell out. It, it, it has really, it, it, you come back a changed person. So maybe going to space would be the best thing for Jeff Bezos because he would be able to look at Earth and think of himself as a very small person on a very big planet. Now, I I don't think that that's what's going to happen to him, but that's best case scenario that he changes his perspective, comes back to Earth, and gives away most of his $1 trillion in wealth and solves world hunger. Well, what was it, his ex-wife? I was going to talk about her, too. How much money she's donated? She, when she divorced Bezos, there was no prenup, so she got half his money, which was like $63 billion. No, no, no. It was a 30-something billion dollars is what she got in the divorce. But she also has 4% of the company. 4% of the company. She has given away $8 billion, which is more than any other philanthropist has ever given away in history, ever, ever, ever. $8 billion. She is now worth $60 billion. 
where she was worth $35 billion, now she's worth $60 billion, even after giving away $8 billion. It's literally impossible for she gave millionaires away $8 billionaires billion to, in a 12-month period. Yes. And she doesn't have a foundation to do it, which is the best part because all that money gets to where it needs to go instead of funneling through a foundation and being pieced off, and then you end up with $2 going out the other side to people that need it. She's just writing checks. That's how it needs to be. She must she must look up to Dolly. Yeah, Dolly Parton could be a billionaire. Should be a billionaire, but gives away so much of her money every year that she just never makes it. I like that. Good people. Yeah, she she will be spared when we eat the rich. Dolly Parton will be spared. Well, yeah. She's our patron saint. When it gets to the point where we start eating the rich, she's she's going to be our new queen. Yes, 100%. Her and Betty White. I welcome queens. I welcome our new Dolly Parton overlords. <laughs> Her and Betty White are going to be our co queens. Betty White's never going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Death has come for Betty White more than once, and she's been sitting in the living room with a shotgun in her lap, and he's like, "Okay, I'll try again later." No, she just answers the doors like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> Wrong house. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Let's see. Talked about that. Talked about that. Oh. Did you talk about your candles that I got you? Oh, that's the best candle. <laughs> so, Vaughn, That's the one we ordered last week during yes, the show, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Uh, so uh, Vaughn ordered me a candle last week during last week's show, and it came yesterday or the day before? The day before yesterday. Day before. Thursday. I didn't know what he ordered me. I didn't even know it was a candle. I just knew he had ordered me something. And, and so he calls me. or We, we always talk when I'm, when I'm driving home at night. Spent an hour on the phone just talking about our day. And so he tells me, hey, when you get home, there's something in the mailbox for you. That thing that I ordered for you came. He said, but do not open it until I'm on the phone with you because I want, I want your reaction. And he's just, like, excited and everything. And he finally goes, man, I've built this up too much. I just, I just, I really don't think you're going to like it as much as I think you're going to like it. And so I'm really going to be disappointed. But just let me know what you think. So the phone dropped a couple times and I kept having to call him back because he was out at a farm and there was no reception out there and he was he was getting frustrated and I was just like all right fine you know it's, it's fine so I get home he's not on the phone with me I pull this little box out of the out of the mailbox it, it's you know a little four by four square I bring it inside it's from a candle company so at least I know that it's a candle yeah so I bring it inside. Well, he finally calls me back when he has enough reception. He's like, did you open it? I was like, no, I have not opened it yet. I promise. So while he's on the phone with me, I open it. And y'all, it is a candle that on the front of it is labeled, my last fuck. <laughs> and then underneath that, it says, oh, look, it's on, on fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best. Because I, I was telling her, she was saying, yeah, I guess I have to. I said, you'll have to take a picture of it and post it. He said, "This will." He said, "I know you." He said, "This will end up on but, Facebook." But you'll have to be using the gift before you post the picture. And she's like, "What?" <laughs> like, what could it be? But that's exactly what I did. I lit the candle, took a picture of it, posted it on Facebook because it was the best. <clears throat> um, what else was I going to talk about? Oh, DC Comics has decided that Batman is not a very giving person. I don't know if you heard about this. Well, I thought we already knew that. Even less giving than, than your normal Bruce Wayne. 
Um, there was supposed to be a scene in the new Batman movie where Batman and Catwoman are getting a little frisky. And Batman goes to make her feel good. And they cut that scene out. Because DC said that heroes don't do that. And I'm thinking to myself, no, he, that is exactly what heroes do. <laughs> that makes you a hero if you will do that. <laughs> See, yeah, I've never really cared for Batman that much. And that just kind of cements it. That <laughs> But, like, you know, like I was thinking about Justice League the other day. Mm-hmm. You've got Superman. Basically a freaking god. Basically god, yes. Wonder Woman. Another basically a god. And then you have Cyborg, who is made from an un- other world or otherworldly magic or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I think that's accurate. And then you've got the Flash. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Aquaman, who is basically a god. When he's in water, is is as strong as Superman if they were fighting underwater. Mm-hmm. And then you got Batman. A disaffected orphan he in a bad suit. No business. No. Fighting alongside those people. But at so least So out of his freaking league. At <laughs> least the Justice League broke Batman down to his to his core when Barry Allen asked him, So what's your superpower again? And he goes, I'm rich. I'm rich. Yes. That is Batman's superpower. Yep. He's rich. That's, That's it. That's his only superpower. <clears throat> you know, he could solve crime in Gotham using his money a hell of a lot quicker than he could by beating up mentally ill people in alleyways. Because he doesn't want to solve it. He if he, if he solved solve it, what would he have to do? Exactly. He needs therapy and a foundation to where he helps people in need. Because he could he could absolutely fix the problems of Gotham. But he didn't want to. Nope. Because he's just as fucked up as those people he's fighting in the alleys. Yep. Man, you take any of those other superheroes, they would have had the Joker dead a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Or locked up somewhere. Yeah. Bane against any of those other ones would stand no chance. Mm Mm-hmm. Joker, Penguin. Maybe the Joker, and only because I'm a sucker for the Joker. You know I'm a sucker for the Joker. Mark Hamill's Joker is just... I didn't get to watch much TV as a kid, but I did get to watch some of the animated Batman series. And the Joker is my patron saint. (laughs) I love Mark Hamill's Joker. But he might be able to hold his own for a minute against some of those other guys... Just for the sheer fact that he's unpredictable. And if you're playing chess against an opponent, and two people who know how to play chess are playing against each other, they can predict each other's moves. But if you've got one person that knows how to play chess, and one person who learned how to play chess five minutes ago, the one who played chess five minutes ago is going to be completely unpredictable. They will probably lose. In fact, they would definitely lose. But you're not going to be able to predict their moves. Right. Because they're just going to randomly move throughout the board. Because you're trying to think three moves ahead, and all of a sudden you're like, Why would they do why that? Why the hell they do that? Yeah. And that, so I that think the Joker that would... episode on uh, Big Bang Theory where they were playing the three-dimensional three, chess. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sheldon was like, well, if you do that, I win in three. Well, if you move there, I win in two. Well, if you move there, I win in one. And he's like, oh, no. I lost <laughs> 
<laughs> so you get so you can quit playing. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um well, oh, did you know that Mike Lindell is still trying to convince people that Trump's gonna be reinstated in August? Well, him and that lady lawyer Sid- that, Sydney, Sydney Powell. Powell. Yeah. They've, they've already set, her and Lindell have already set the new inauguration date in August. Yeah, it's going to be in August. And um, if he's not reinstated, supposedly, it'll still be overthrown and he'll be reinstated later because all of the states are doing audits of their of their election. Now, I don't know about you, but I haven't heard of any states doing any audits except for Arizona. And that's a dumbass audit. Well, uh, representatives from Michigan... Wisconsin and I think Pennsylvania have all gone to Arizona to see how they were doing the audit. Well, apparently they haven't been impressed because they haven't taken the, those techniques back to their own state. Well, the cyber ninjas are busy right now. they got to finish <laughs> that one first. They have ruined that the, elect, the electoral process in Arizona because the machines that they're messing with... All gone out. They have to be thrown out. All the ballots that they've been handling have to be thrown out. And there's a very good chance that the state of Arizona broke a federal law. No, no, no. Not a federal law, but broke a state law about elections. Because you can't tamper with ballots. And you can't mess with ballots for 90 days after the election. And they have to maintain into electoral people's possession for... It's like a year and a half or something like that? 16 months? Something like that, yeah. And they handed over these ballots to these randos and the voting machines to these randos who don't know what they're doing. And it decertified the machines. They can never be used in an election again because they don't know what they've done to them. And then the ballots were never supposed to leave the election office for 16 months. So, I mean, the whole thing is a mess. So even if the cyber ninjas find something, it'll never hold up in court because... It's, it's going into a crime scene and pissing all over everything and then wondering why there's pee everywhere. Well, it's just like everybody said. So you, you know they're going to find something. They're going to make up something. Exactly. Yeah. Because they're looking for bamboo and watermarks. And folds. And folds. Idiots. But, uh, I don't know. It's dumb. But how weird that these Republicans who were... Who were um, elected to office on the same ballots that Joe Biden was elected on are not challenging their own elections. Well, that's because the machines and stuff only change the presidential vote. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why some Republicans won sense. in their spots, but Trump lost in his spot. Couldn't be because Trump was a dumbass and nobody wanted to vote for him. Couldn't be. Yeah, we'll see. No, we won't see because they've they're they're rigging the vote. We're oh, not going. Oh, I know. I mean, I mean, every, every what forty two states have put in introduced over four hundred bills to mm-hmm. restrict voting. To restrict vote, and if you are trying to actively prevent people from voting, it's because you know that you won't win. And that's that. You know that you won't win. Because all the younger generation is getting into the voting age, they're they're. You're voting Democrat. They're going to be voting Democrat. Yeah. 
Because Republican policies are not popular. I'm sorry. They're popular with old people. The old people are about to die off. Young people are not are not having it. What is going on out there? You know those dogs are now and then like going to the side fence and agitating the shit out of the other ones, <laughs> making them bark. I'll walk out there and, Shadow, what are you doing? And she'll duck her head and walk off and Red will follow her and all the dogs will shut up. Oh, my gosh. Well, I think they're barking. Well, the neighbor's dog likes to walk up to the back of the fence and fuck with the dogs, too. Yeah. Hey, JP. Oh, no, I don't think he's up yet. No, he's just readjusting on the couch. Oh, okay. Um, Well, I've talked about almost everything that I have down here. Champ Biden passed away yesterday, which is very sad. You know the the Bidens have two German shepherds. Oh yeah, Champ and Champ and Major. Champ is the one that was thirteen, so he's the one they've had. He's the one they've had the longest, and he passed away. And I, one of the dogs bit somebody a couple of times, and I think it was Champ. So it may have just been an old crotchety dog being old and crotchety and not wanting to be bothered, and then somebody bothered him at the wrong time, and he just snapped. That's what a dog does. Oh my! Are you checking Keep, on him? I want to go. Okay. Get the dog shut up for a <laughs> so I did my pride makeup. Um, <laughs> he's walking over there. He's like, "Shut up!" Um, so we have uh, we're we're celebrating Pride Month at work, and um, every, every Friday we are allowed to <laughs> we're allowed to wear casual clothes and wear uh, rainbow outfits, or, you know, rainbow gear. And I have this shirt that I wear that's got a heart in the middle of it. It's a black shirt with a heart in the middle, and the heart is done in rainbow. And I wear it every Friday, and I do my eye makeup like a rainbow, which is really cool. Um, I got on YouTube and looked at some tutorials, and um, did you get them to shut up? Huh? Did you get them to shut up? I'm sure... But I was telling them I do my pride makeup um, on Fridays at work. Right. And uh, I got on, I got on YouTube and looked at some tutorials. And um, did you just sit on one of your nuts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vaughn's face and his his whole head is red right now. <laughs> he just sat on a nut. <laughs> You gonna be okay? Do you need to throw up? Put your head between your legs. <clears throat> Put your head between your legs. I'm too fat. I can't bend over that far. <laughs> oh. You gonna be all right? Yep. Oh my god. One, two, and three. Okay, they're all still there. <laughs> Thought I popped one of them there for a second. But I think the people, uh, because we live in such a backwards part of the state, when people come in to the office and they see me wearing my pride shirt and with my pride makeup and everything they i I get looks on fridays well good i get looks but i like my pride makeup i have rainbow eyes it makes me feel pretty (laughs) i was gonna do rainbow eyebrows i wasn't sure about the eyebrows though i may do eyebrows this next this next week just it's cool i think the eyebrows showed up better they sh- they did they showed up a whole lot better because I have hooded eyes and anybody that does makeup know what knows what hooded eyes are so it's real hard to see eyeshadow on me I have to put it all the way up to my eyebrows in order for you to see the eyeshadow on my eyes so maybe I'll just do the eyebrows this week and then that'll be the end of Pride well, there you go.
Personally, I think we should have more than one Pride Month, just because I like wearing rainbows. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we... Excuse me. We have uh, talked about everything that I have had, and it is 59 minutes. Do you have anything you want to talk about? I mean, nothing I could think of. I mean, like I said, it was just... We talked about the big deals right now, the Juneteenth and Father's Day. Yeah. And playing PUBG with your buddies. Going back and playing PUBG with a friend of mine that hasn't been able to be online for a while. And so... I was really excited to get to play with him again. And he's one I'm definitely going to have to make time to go back and see before we move. Before we move, yes. You may have to go do that next week. Yeah. Well, we might be selling my car on Saturday, but um, I don't know. I'm just going to have to figure out a way to do it. Yeah, you'll have, you absolutely have to. 100%. So, um, okay. So, I've talked about everything I want to talk about. Hey, JP! He's very sleepily walking past the table. He wants nothing to do with us right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we calling it for the week? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't really have anything that I needed to talk about. All right, well, hopefully JP will be back with us next week. Actually, we I don't know what... I just got to warn you guys. I don't know what the podcast situation is going to be in the near future. We're going to record as much as we possibly can. Hopefully, it'll be once a week like we've been doing. But we may have to miss some weeks or several weeks here until I can figure out. Because if I'm living up there before you get moved, we may have to do like a call-in type thing where we do the podcast that way. Yeah. We'll just have to see. I'll have to teach you how to do this. <laughs> and we can just do, like, I, I can be on my phone. and Because like, you can't take the laptop with you. No, I, I'm leaving the laptop here. Basically, what I'm going to do when I move up there is I'm going to take a bed. A bed and a dresser. And that's and that's what I'm taking until we can get everything else moved. Because what else am I going to need? I don't need a couch. Uh, I don't need anything else. Yeah. TV? I, I have my phone. Okay. Because I'm not going to have cable up there. Basically, phone chargers. Well, a phone charger, yeah. Because basically what Underwear. I'll do, because I can't... Aff- <laughs> I can't afford to to have two houses going at the same time. We just we just can't afford to pay for all that. So I'm gonna have as little stuff as possible on in the new house. Basically, it's just gonna be the electricity, and that's it. And I think we have an extra microwave I can take up there. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So all I'm gonna need need is a bed, and at least until we can get everything else moved up there. So, y'all keep us in your thoughts. This is going to be an interesting next couple of months. But hopefully we can get everything moved as quickly as possible, get Vaughn a job, and then we can all be back together again. Yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. It'll work out. Oh, yeah. It always has. Not sure how, but it'll work out. We've always managed to pull stuff out of our ass. and (laughs) Usually at the last minute, but it still works. So, all right. Well, you can find me. All over the internet at Cricket Shay. Um, you can find me on Instagram at either at Cricket Shay, the Shay's Lounge, or Sarah S E R A Shay. You can find me there. I've got a bunch of Instagram accounts that I never use, but they're there. You can find me on TikTok. I make goofy videos. Uh, my uh, oldest son said that I make old people TikTok. So just if you go to my TikTok channel, it's old people content. <laughs> um. 
And then you can find Vaughn. Occasionally he goes to Twitter. Vaughn Shea 0129. I still get on Twitter every now and then. Yeah. Stuff. And if you want to pay reparations to a gay person or to a to an LGBT person uh, to go eat at Chick-fil-A, uh, my cash app is um, <laughs> S-A-S-H-E-A-129. So, you know, you can just hit me up through cash app. Venmo. I don't remember my Venmo name, though. Because it's different than the sachet. Pain in the ass, 144. <laughs> New master. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we love you guys, and we will hopefully see you next week. Bye.